Are you ready to get out of your head and into the heart? Into the heart space, an intentional space for deep diving, heartfelt conversations, spiritual discussion, and conscious raising content. I'm Kelly Keith, and I'm so grateful to be here creating with you all. So let's get cozy into our hearts and rise together once again. listeners, I'm super excited to share with you Jean-Marc Byrne today, who's also known as the Voice Master. He's a best-selling author, author, international public speaker, and singer-songwriter. He is the voiceover coach of the animated series The Octonauts, which airs on the Disney Channel. He powers up people's voices to project, command confidence, engage their audiences, and connect with the hearts of their stories, generating more money for their respective businesses. He also creates a series of workshops that have made him one of New York's top voiceover coaches. He's voiced hundreds of multimedia commercials. He's also narrated Pulsizer Prize and MacArthur Genius Grant winner Juno Diaz, audiobook Negocios, and Nobel Literature Prize winner Mario Vargas Llosa's audiobook La Fiesta del Chivo. So many things, my friend. Thank you for being on and taking time out of your busy day to chat. Oh, it's my pleasure. Cool. So we're just going to dive right in. Uh, for the listeners, uh, John Mark and I have been friends now for almost a year. We're getting there to the year mark. Um, and it's been an absolute pleasure getting to know you on a personal level and also be able to follow and share our professional journeys here. Um, and we met at a conference where you were speaking and I was helping volunteer with uh, the Business of We, which is an amazing women-run organization to empower women uh, in their businesses and personal life. And when we first met, instantly when you share your mission of creating this large wave of love around the world, I instantly knew we were meant to be friends and that we needed to connect. Um, can you share how you discovered that this was your mission in life and kind of what that journey has been for you and where it's taken you? Yeah, it's been uh, through a lot of heartbreak. <laughs> <laughs> and it's been an interesting journey. I've been on a, on a journey of self-love, as I've shared with you before. And one of the things that, that I've discovered is that the more that I've listened to my heart, the more I've I've gotten to understand better who I am and align myself with, with my higher purpose. So for for a long time, I felt like I was living in slumber, like I was living like a zombie, not really following my dream and, and simply following what I was supposed to be doing. Like I grew up in Dominican Republic where I was a, a kid with a huge imagination, so I had all these worlds open to me. I love to sing, I love to dance, I love to make up stories. And then as I grew up, what I found was that my choices became limited. I either became an engineer, an architect, a a doctor, a businessman, which are fine choices, but not an artist. That wasn't really a choice. It was like, 
graduated with an international management degree and a music minor. So I took a plenty of music classes and also acting classes. However, those were just hobbies. <laughs> I had the international management degree. And the funny thing is, is that like my father has this running joke that he tells his friends. I send my kids off to college, <laughs> they come back musicians. <laughs> yeah, so I ended up getting a good job in corporate America, making a, a good salary. However, I wasn't happy. It, was, it wasn't for me. And what ended up happening was that I was working 80, 100 hours a week to find a way out of this job and into the entertainment world. And what ended up happening was that I landed myself in the hospital with the left side of my face completely paralyzed. Mm. I had Bell's palsy. And so imagine, I'm a voiceover talent, a singer-songwriter, and all of a sudden I'm not able to perform, sing, for six months. And here I was thinking, you know what, no more. What's next, a stroke? Mm. Because what was happening was that I short-circuited myself. I wasn't allowing myself to follow my own heart, my heart's desire. My heart was calling me to sing, to dance, to write to do all these creative things that I so naturally did from the age that I first started writing. I started doodling, I was eight years old. I started writing, I started writing, I was six. My first short story, I was eight. And I started writing poetry, I was 12. I started playing the guitar, I was 16. And, and all throughout my life, I've, I've done it. And as I grew to be an adult, I was distancing myself from my heart. And that was really painful. I was completely depressed. So that was the moment when I decided to listen to my heart mm -hmm. and found a home with, with voiceovers and fell in love with the work and studied everything there was to study for voiceovers, commercials, narration work, animation, you name it, I studied it. And I got a demo done. I, I studied with all the great voiceover coaches and what I discovered was that as I started following my, my passion I had an awakening I started learning all these different things about myself things that I didn't have an understanding of until recently and it wasn't until actually two years ago that I got invited to be a speaker at the International Speaker Forum in Dubai that I started getting a better understanding of what was happening. So I got invited as a voice trainer and because it, as part of my journey I became a, a voiceover coach of, of the animated series The Octopus and, and I teach voiceover workshops here mm -hmm. in New York. So I got invited to this International Speakers Forum as the voice trainer. And there were going to be other, yeah, about, were a total of 40 speakers. And so I went there and I was speaking about the voice and it was all very technical. This is how you use your voice, this is how you sound powerful, this is the technique, and these are the steps on how to do it. It was all very much in the head. In 
fact, when I first wrote my, my book, it was going to be titled, Power Up Your Voice. Now, after I spoke, there was this other speaker approached me, and he said, you're not just about the voice, are you? You connect people's hearts to their voices. Wow. And that blew my mind. Mm. That became the inspiration for the title for my book, The Heart-Voice Connection. And that was just the, the tip of the iceberg. And I talk about this in chapter two in, uh, of my mm -hmm. book, how I discovered the heart-voice connection. Partly it was that, that started the inspiration. Being over there with all these brilliant minds around the world, what's the most amazing mastermind ever? Because we had, we had doctors, we had businessmen, marketers, we had one voice trainer, we had <laughs> energy healers, we, we had all sorts of people from all, all different industries. Right. We had an army veteran who, who's a colonel. It was tapping into all these different brilliant minds, leaders in the industry around the world. To have that kind of access, it, it, it was amazing because every single conversation, it, was, it didn't matter if we were in training or whether we were having dinner, every single conversation was a mind-blowing conversation. Right. So you can imagine the, the amount of movement that, that was happening there. And so as part of our, our journey there, we, we were there for about 11 days, and as part of being in Dubai, we got to speak on two different stages in Dubai and Bahrain, and to be interviewed on TV and on the radio, and for a different podcast as well. We also got some media training as part of that trip, and also on different ways that we can put together our, our presentation, different styles. So as we were getting trained, part of our, our training was preparing a TED-like talk. So as part of my talk, I, I was telling people a little bit about my story, and it didn't have enough oomph, because I was simply sharing that for the longest time, I was working, not really doing what I wanted to do, and then I left my job and became a voiceover talent, and that was my story. There wasn't much oomph to the story. Right, the heart was missing, yeah. Yeah, the heart was missing in the story. However, I didn't really realize that until I had a... And one of the one of the things that that happened was during during the conversation during one of the trainings I had one of the one of the other people who were there his name is Prince Prince Papouasier he's a Ghanaian American he was sharing his story and he he wanted some support on how to bring about his his story better, and he was sharing with me that he grew up being uh, a, a black man in a mostly white neighborhood, mm -hmm. which would have been fine 
But because he grew up in this neighborhood where he was being bullied all the time, it got so bad that at one point during his teenage years, he almost committed suicide. And thankfully, he got help and he ended up meeting Dr. Cornell West, which became his mentor. Wow. And, and inspired him to be a black entrepreneur and to spread that message to inspire other young budding African-American entrepreneurs. And here I was listening to this story and I had just met this person and he just shared with me that he almost killed himself. And that made me think, wow, I need to go deeper into my story. Mm -hmm. So as I delve deeper into the heart of my, my own story, I got to understand more of what I'm about and, and to bring more of my authenticity into my story and to bring more of myself into the story. Because before, before we had this conversation, I felt like there were all these different parts of me that I had to compartmentalize. Me, the voiceover talent, me, the writer, me, the songwriter, me, the producer, me, the voiceover coach, all these different compartments. And it wasn't until I got to delve more into my heart and into my story that I got to share more of what is it, what was that pivotal moment that, that drove me to make a change in my life. And it was that moment that I shared with you earlier yeah. that I was in the hospital with Bell's palsy and was more depressed than ever. Amazing. It's, you know, kind of that story of a rock bottom in a way. You know, for you, it was your physical health that brought you there with those pivotal moments of having that, I've had enough. They say, you know, it's, it's that moment that you just say that you've had enough and there needs to be a change. It's that mindset shift. And with that, so many opportunities can come through with that. And, you know, well, there's so many things. I was scribbling down notes here as you were talking of so many different things I want to dive into because that was just so value-packed. And thank you for sharing. And, you know, came up with that power of following the heart as you found that the more that you tuned into that, it invoked that awakening in you. And you found so many parts of yourself that were wanting to be, you know, freed and to allow that creative flow to come out of you. You know, where... Depression, and a lot of it is that we're storing these energy masses within our bodies and the tired and resiliency and not following it. So the heart is just crying inside. And so by tuning into that, you really allow that to come out and let the artist in you come out. Thank God you did because you're bringing so much into the world. Um, another note that I took when you're talking is just the profound impact that being amongst that community of different leaders and the different industries all coming together in the mastermind, um, the power of community and having those conversations. You walk in so many different walks of life and work with people in so many different industries. Um, I'd love to hear your perspective of the importance of having a conversation with like different people or a profound impact that you've had of that and the importance of opening yourself up to other people um, and sharing authentically. Yes, so you, you touched on several things, and I think it's very important. And in order for us to live a full life, we need to have a full experience. Mm. So that means being open 
to having conversations not only with like-minded people, but with people who also think differently. Because when you open up that space, what that does is that it allows for you to receive more. Mm-hmm. And because otherwise you, you, you block certain things from coming in because you're not open to it. It's like, oh no, I won't talk to that person, he's red, I'm blue. No, it's like we, 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 need, we need to be able to have a conversation and to, in part, in part of, of the work that, that I'm also doing is really recognizing that there is no judgment in the heart. Mm. So when you can come from that heart space and you open up your heart to others, others will naturally open up their hearts to you. Yeah. And and you you know you know me well enough now. I wear I wear my heart on my sleeve. Mm-hmm. I, I've had the experience of meeting someone and within 20 minutes they're telling me their childhood trauma. Yeah. And I've been the the more I've been open myself, the more they've been opening themselves up to me as well. And it's been such an amazing experience where I'm getting to. It wasn't just like I, I was sleepwalking through what was happening. I was becoming much more aware of what was happening. Until recently, I didn't realize how in touch with my heart I've become that I can hear my heartbeat and that more and more I'm so aware of my heart that at all times I can shift. It's like, oh, it's like I'm feeling a, a certain pain in my heart, what is this telling me? So I'm in constant conversation with my body, it's like, what is this telling me? And really listening and paying attention to that, because these are certain indicators of when you are on the right track or whether you are on the wrong track. And the amazing thing that has happened is that the more that I've been able to do that, the more I've had an outpour of creativity, the more I've had different opportunities open open up for me. And this is this is part of what, what I've experienced that the more that I come from a place of love and compassion and that tapping into my heart, the more I've been able to open up conversations that I hadn't been able to have previously. Until recently I, I had a tough time having conversations with my father because he had a very close heart. He's been very closed up about certain things. And it was very frustrating for, for me because I am very open hearted and he always accused me of being overly sensitive mm-hmm. and he went the other way around where it's not that he's not a caring man, he was just super guarded to a point where his heart hardened and he had a heart attack last year and he had to have his heart operated on. He had a triple bypass. So it, I don't think it's a coincidence that that, that happened. Mm-hmm. It's all interrelated, and for anyone to not think that it's not related, I, it baffles me, well, quite frankly. For me, I see it so clearly, and I'm not, I'm not a doctor, I'm a healer. Mm-hmm. And this, this is the other part that I wanted to, to touch on, that during my trip in, in Dubai, the more I delved into my story, the, the more I started discovering more things about myself in the process. During one of the trainings, I had one of the other speakers 
who was having trouble projecting. She was shy in the first place, and at the same time, she was sharing a very emotional story. So she wasn't projecting to begin with, and because she got very emotional, she was projecting even less. Mm-hmm. So she asked for my help. So what I did is I showed her this projection exercise, and all of a sudden, it's as if a flower opened her petals, you mm-hmm. could hear her voice, and as soon as she was done, she closed off her petals. And the same thing happened in front of a live auditorium the next day. And as soon as she was done, she, she got all emotional, she gave me a hug, and she thanked me, and all the other speakers are looking at me, pointing their fingers at me, like, you do that you. <laughs> and that was the first night that I had a real conversation with her, and, and her name is Nikki. And since Nikki has shared that she is a, a medium and an energy healer, I had shared with her that I've had the experience of feeling other people's emotions. So much so that when the earthquake happened in, in, in Haiti, I was in 2010, that I remember being that morning, I was feeling perfectly fine, it was a beautiful day out, and all of a sudden I had this sinking feeling in my gut, I'm like, oh, what is going on? And all of a sudden I got a call to turn on the news, and I put on the news and there's the earthquake. Now at that moment I didn't really put two and two together, I just had a feeling. It wasn't until later that, that I got to understand what that was all about. And when I shared with her this, she told me, well, from what you're telling me, you are an empath, and you, you're yeah. clairsentient. Yeah. And so she explained to me what that was. Yeah. And Baby, okay, okay. I'm pretty sure that most of the people listening to this, if not from another interview, or that they identify themselves as an empath, but in case someone is new to this, can you uh, very quickly um, explain what an empath and a clairvoyant is? Well, yeah, so an empath is, is someone who can very strongly perceive feelings in, 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 the, in the body and not necessarily from, from, it could be from other people, from other parts of the world that can really be picked up on, on these really strong emotions. And for a clairsentient, and usually these, these tend to go hand in hand, however, for a clairsentient, is, is, well, this is, this is my truth, and this is my understanding of it, and yeah. I'm going to understand more and more of it. Totally. Being a clairsentient is being able to perceive certain emotions with, with a lot of clarity, very, pre- mm-hmm. a lot of great precision, so that I can pick up on, on, let's say your, your emotions, and we're, we're talking of, on the airwaves, mm-hmm. and I can pick up on your emotions, and be very precise about your, your state of being, mm-hmm. that I can pick up, I can be in a restaurant, and I can pick up on the emotions of every single person mm-hmm. in the room. Mm-hmm. Yeah, thank you. Um, I just wanted to, in case someone's listening, they're like, I've heard these words around, but I'm not really sure what that is, and, or maybe like, I find a lot of people that I work with, like, I'm just so overly sensitive, and the people I'm around dreaming, I'm like, oh, 
you're an empath. You're feeling the emotions of others. So I feel it's starting to get thrown around more and more, and starting people are starting to identify. So thank you for for pausing and kind of breaking that down. Hopefully that's helpful to someone who maybe was looking for that. So you learned more of that, and so you dove into this world a bit more. Yeah, so what what ended up happening for me was that I had a major awakening. So at that at that moment, she was sharing an exercise on how to guard myself so that I don't become a sponge for all these different emotions around me. And in the middle of our conversation, I felt like lightning struck me in the top of my head, and all of a sudden I had this really rapid sequence of flashbacks from another life, and I all of a sudden felt this swelling in my heart, and I felt like I was about to explode, and I recognized her from a different lifetime, and I felt this immense love, and I was like, whoa. I got up, and I told her, I'm sorry, I feel very attracted to you now, I need to go. And she was like, no, it's okay, please sit down, we're just talking, let's at least finish the conversation. And so the rest of that conversation was a blur. I just remember the next day waking up and feeling like my heart was split in two. Mm. Because at that at that moment I I, I was married. Yeah. I was married. And I asked myself, like, how is it possible that I'm feeling this way about this woman that I just met? And I, I like I know I know I know I love my wife. I, why I was feeling so conflicted. And I couldn't understand why. And so I ended up speaking to another friend of mine who's another energy healer. And so I sit next to her and I tell her, my heart is heavy. And she's like, okay. She knew we were going to take a cab together to the airport. This was in Bahrain on our way back to Dubai. And she said, all right, let's let's do some energy clearing. And in the middle of this, I started sobbing uncontrollably. Mm-hmm. I mean, the cab driver must have thought there was an exorcism happening. Right? Back. I can only imagine being that cab driver. <laughs> I was like, oh my God, I can't even believe it. Yeah, I can't even imagine. And as soon as I stopped sobbing, then she tells me, okay, how well do you feel you know Nikki? A couple of lives, ten, a hundred, and I'm like, a thousand. <laughs> and she says, yeah, mm-hmm. I did some um, back life regression mm-hmm. work on you, and I stopped counting how many times you guys have been alone lovers. Yeah. And the other thing that I saw very clearly is that you guys are connected in all seven chakras. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, well that explains a lot. <laughs> and she told me, well, what you do with this information is up to you. And so I knew that night I was going to see Nikki back at the hotel in, in Dubai before I went to New York, back to New York the next day. And I went there because she wanted to show me a couple more exercises on how to protect myself. And I shared what I just experienced in the cab. And she told me, she said, okay, I need to verify this. 
So she did a similar exercise, and as soon as she was done with the exercise, she said, I've been looking for you my whole life. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, I still felt that incredible magnetism, and I'm thinking, it's like, mm, okay, I'm just here to learn how to protect myself, and that, that's it, but we have breakfast tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> So we got together for, for breakfast, and at every level of the conversation, we were so connected. Yeah. And even in our childhood experiences, so many similarities. Even We even shared things that we hadn't shared with our own families. And then at that, the, the next thing was that she wanted to show me some, something else, a different exercise. And at that point, I became the point of no return, where I felt like I had my feet clamped to the floor. Every effort that I made to walk towards the door, I felt like there was a higher force holding me down. And I felt the emotional pain of, like, what if I never see her again? Yeah. And... I also felt the physical pain. It was almost as if someone had grabbed my heart and twisted and squeezed and I'm like, okay. Yeah, sources sources definitely speak in there. The twin the twin flame of half lovers is real for sure. Well, to make a long story short, I almost missed my plane. Mhm. And we thought that was going to be it, and, and she was going back to Australia, going to New York. We were just happy to have met each other. I had 13 hours to think about it on the plane. And I thought to myself, I I don't want this to be it. And so I felt like I needed to get more clarity. And one of the things, so when I got home back to my wife, I I very quickly realized there was nothing there anymore. That tuning into the heart, that stuff. And so, I ended up being very honest with her, and, and we ended up getting getting divorced, which was really really, really rough. And we we tried to make, I tried to make it work with 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 Nikki. The the, the story continues that we actually didn't didn't make it. It didn't work out between us. And the interesting thing about that is that because I had such an amazing experience uh, and I had a major awakening, I felt to a certain degree that I I had to, well, I have to follow my heart. I have to follow my heart. This is what my heart is telling me. Now, one of the things that I've learned on this journey is like, yes, it's important to follow the heart, but don't leave your brain behind. Oh, ooh, love that, Jen. And that's what happened with me. And it's not that uh, Nikki wasn't a wonderful, she's still, I mean, we're still friends. Because there are certain things that weren't, weren't meshing, and, and I was ignoring a lot of those signs. So, it, it was like I had a, this internal battle between my mind and my heart, and I kept, well, I, I need to follow my heart. This is, like a, this is something that I've been doing my whole life, I, that I've been avoiding following my heart, and now that, I've, that I find this, deep, amazing love that I'm not going to follow it, 
but then I quickly realized that there were certain things that, that weren't quite meshing with, with with things that are aligned with, with my own values or, right. or things that I find that, that are really important. And that I was hiding certain parts of myself in order not to make her feel bad. And so I found myself, well, this, is, this isn't quite right. If, if I'm following my heart and yet I'm hiding parts of myself, what's the point? I'm not being authentic. Right. Yeah, that's, that's really real. Um, I find that in this community, you know, it is it's always choose love over fear and love more, love more. And it really doesn't feel like, but use the brain and like checking in of like, yeah, there's this deep love and a connection. You know, that really resonates with my most recent partnership, where you know I was there was no deny that there was that deep love, and I since we parted you know, have done past life and saw a couple of our past lives, so I get it, you know, or it's like, okay. But there's also that checking in with self, like, is this aligned with the greatest highest good, you know, where I found for myself, I was out of alignment and not being able to pursue and really create fully because I was 100% following my heart with like, but I'm in love. And it's like, yes, but it's hurting you at the same time from being your full self. And so I really love that you brought that part into it. Just like the karmic contract that we meet everyone and we've had these so many different past lives and that there's other lovers that we've had and that we just kind of meet them and know that and that journey. Um, I applaud you for you know, following it as much as it was like to learn that lesson. <laughs> like, hey, like you, like, yeah, but like really tune into the to the brain too, and we trust that like cause there's little intuitive. Like when it feels a little off, it's probably because it is off, and it doesn't mean it's wrong. It just means that it's not 100% right. So I thank you so much for that. And you mentioned again so much value every time you speak. Um, one of the many reasons that I love you. Um, through that, you shared a couple of different exercises that you've learned and that you've taught. Um, I would love if maybe for anyone who's listening, if they want to learn how to add a little extra layer of protection on themselves to um, keep themselves grounded within their own energy field, if you feel comfortable in sharing that, um, I would love to create space to maybe give something for the listeners to be able to apply into their day-to-day life. Absolutely. So the first thing that I tell all of my speaking clients is that the best thing that you can do to ground yourself right away is check your posture. Mm-hmm. So it all starts with the posture, you, and what you do is that you straighten up, you square your shoulders, chest up, chest out, and at the same time, and this might sound a little weird. Push your hips a little forward, as if someone was pinching your butt. Oh, I'm standing right now. My butt is pinched. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and when you do that, what that does is that it aligns your body, and it aligns, it, it allows for that free airflow to have to happen in your body. Because a lot of a lot of the constriction that happens in our bodies is, it happens from us slouching and not having good posture. So. That's the first thing. So align your posture, and the second thing, right away, breathe. Mm-hmm. 
connect to your breath. And not just like going, like if we normally do, really take a deep breath. And what I teach all of my clients is whenever you are speaking, breathe in through the mouth. Mm-hmm. And there's a good reason for that. So just to put an example, and I'm asking you, have you ever been under water in a pool in the ocean and you come out for air? So what's your first instinct? <gasps> yeah, you you gasp, right? So you, you breathe into the mouth. Why why is that? To get more air. Because Absolutely. Was- yes, you get more air more quickly. Now, why is that important for speaking? Because you're using more air to project. Yes, and the other part of that is that when you're speaking, it's also important to carry that power and energy throughout the whole line because what happens in a lot of conversations there are a lot of misunderstandings because all of a sudden I'm in the middle of a conversation and you can't understand the last thing I said. Mm-hmm. can't understand the last thing I said and all of a sudden you're you were just in the middle of a presentation and everybody's asking what did he say did you get that and then you lost your audience mm-hmm. so it allows for you to carry that power and energy throughout the whole sentence every single word that you utter. So so that's the other part. Now, also, when you are breathing, we all learn how to breathe the natural way through the the nose. Now, when I'm breathing through the nose, let's say I'm in the middle of a conversation and I need to take a breath and I'm going to breathe in through the nose before I continue to, to speak. So I'm going to breathe in through my nose now. It takes a long time for me to fill up my lungs. Mm-hmm. And we just had a couple of seconds of dead air, and that's it. It's already changed the, the, the station. <laughs> they're captivated. <laughs> well, I was making a little bit of noise, so. <laughs> that was a very impressive um, ocean breath, by the way. That was, that was great. <laughs> a mood breath, yeah. So that's one of the things that can happen in the middle of a conversation. Now, what happens more often than not is the opposite, where we do a lot of shallow breathing. We're running from one meeting to another, catching this, this subway, that subway, and and here, well, in, in New York, it's <laughs> yeah. very, very fast, and you'll, you'll hear people speaking, blah, 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 and all of a sudden they're going, and this, and they're speaking, <laughs> like this, and really breathing very heavily through their nose, of course, I'm exaggerating, but you get the point. That that can be very distracting. And so it's a, a, that's another way that you can throw off the conversation. Mm-hmm. So that's one. And the other part of this is that that is also shallow breathing. Mm-hmm. And with that shallow breath, you are quickening your pulse which causes physical anxiety. So you're causing your own physical anxiety and then people wonder why there's such a fear of public speaking. Yeah. You're actually physically causing your own anxiety because you don't know how to breathe correctly mm-hmm. when speaking. Or even day to day, at that matter, you know, not those deep belly breaths, doing three to five, you know, deep mindful breaths allows for the entire uh, respiratory system and nervous system to reset into a calmer state. 
they'll pie in that, you know, before a presentation or, you know, walking or sitting out of your house. Yeah, there's so much power there. Oh, oh absolutely. And that's why I say that breathing is at the foundation of strong speech. Mm. And it's all about creating mindfulness in your body. And I always talk about this, creating mindfulness in our bodies. Because when you are mindful of the way that you breathe, you're also being mindful of the way that you speak and being mindful of the way that your audience is receiving your message. Yeah, that's one of the things going through. Um, I read your book back in 2017 when we first met. Um, I was honored to receive a copy and read through and one of the many things that really stood out to me is your ability to intertwine a lot of practical tools that an, any individual is able to begin to implement for their life that brings more mindfulness into the way that they are connecting with their heart to express and how they carry themselves and how they're able to vocalize that. Um, so I highly suggest um, this book to anyone who is you know, listening and will have the show notes in there for it. But I think it's really important for even anyone who's not public speaking or have a desire to public speak or do a podcast or anything like that, you know, to realize the power of owning our voice and connecting with the heart. Um, and so in your experience in working with different people and then finding their voice, is there a common thread of what holds people back from being able to really connect to the heart and express themselves and one of those barriers that comes up a lot that you can help break down? Yeah, a lot of it is our societal stuff. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and so a lot of these exercises help break through that. Because these exercises help you connect to your body and to your heart and to your true authentic self. So one of the things that I'd like to leave everyone with is this exercise for you to tap into your center of power. Mm. So make sure that when you're doing this breathing exercise that you are sitting up straight or standing up straight with your shoulders squared, chest up, and that your hips is a little forward as if someone was fishing your butt. And when you breathe in, you breathe in through your mouth, and what I'd like for you to do is to put your hand right below your belly button in the place where I like to call the zorch. And you might call it the solar plexus, the diaphragm. I call it the zorch. It's funnier. <laughs> and so what you're going to do is take a breath through the mouth, so go ahead and take a deep breath through the mouth and send the air all the way down to your zorch so that you feel your zorch expanding frontwards to the side towards your back and down towards your pelvis. Do you feel that? Mm-hmm. So that is your full lung capacity. So when you breathe, make sure to always send down the air down to your zorch Feel your zorch expanding frontward to the side, towards your back, and down towards your pelvis. 
All right, Starshines, that wraps up another episode of Into the Heart Space. As always, thank you for your presence and for your love and for being all that you are. For more information about what we're up to, if you want to explore working more with me one-on-one, whether that's Reiki healing, learning Reiki, or exploring in the other you know, higher consciousness content that's being pumped out there, feel free to check out at heartspace.co or come over and say hello to me personally on Instagram at I am Kelly Keefe. I will see you next time. And as always, be you, be true, and stay beautiful. I love you so, so, so much. Ciao, ciao.